Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Okay, so today we're talking about the athlete and the summertime. Okay, the athlete in the summertime and the considerations you need to have to maximize your performance during this time where heat becomes a very much a villain in your life when it comes to performance, recovery, and just kind of doing your best in your chosen sport. So summer has unique considerations for athletes from a nutrition standpoint because it does place a different physiological demand on the human body. That's just a simple fact because of the higher levels of heat, as I mentioned, and as you would obviously know. But especially here in Australia, that's where the heat becomes a very present obstacle that can make or break an athlete's performance and training. Because here in Australia, it gets hot, okay? It gets hot, and, I'm not, and we're not unique. There are other countries in the world with their own individual areas in that country where heat is very much the same issue, if not more, in Australia, than in Australia. But I'm Australian. I'm in Australia right now, and we are right now on the 1st of December, so we're, we're very much on the road towards the peak of summer. And that is why I wanted to make this episode. That's why I want to share a couple of tips, five tips in total of what you can do to help you get used to the heat and just perform through it a little more effectively. So that's what today's podcast is about. But first, let's talk about why heat is specifically an obstacle worth addressing. Okay, so what, you know, what does heat actually do to the body? Well, the largest issue or the largest kind of impact that it has is through the impact on thermoregulation. In short, how your body regulates in a temperature. Okay, that's essentially what it comes down to. And what happens is that when, is when there's a hot environment, a hot kind of condition that your body's trying to push through, especially when you're doing things like exercise, you need more blood distributed to your skin to help cool you off. This obviously places more demand on your, on your cardiovascular system. And in turn, it makes it a bit more difficult to deliver oxygen to those active muscles. And therefore, your performance can go and go down a bit. Okay, that's kind of what happens. But also, it can affect muscle contraction as well because the stress that it places on your body can impact the function of your neurotransmitters and all this sort of stuff that, you know, I'm not going to get into the, the, the boring sides of it all because that's probably not what you want to be listening to. But essentially, know that it affects your performance through the impact on cardiovascular demand and also through the impact on muscle contraction and all this sort of stuff that's going to help, not help, but it's going to impact you in terms of your performance. So that's something that you have to consider. Now, in terms of what athletes are most affected, this is where it becomes important to understand the demands of your individual sport, okay? Are you susceptible to heat stress? Are you susceptible to the impact of heat during summer? Or are you not so much? Everyone will be affected to some degree, especially because not your games may be, let's say, in a, in a regulated environment, but you're training outside, for example. So you're always going to be affected to some degree when it is freaking hot. Okay, to put it bluntly. But there are certain athletes who it does affect a bit more. And these are the ones. Okay, I'm going to list a few of the key ones. Keep in mind, it's probably not an exhaustive list. Don't come at me and send me a message. Hey, you didn't cover us. We are affected by heat as well. You didn't cover us. Calm your farm, okay? These are the ones that are the primary ones that come to mind. 
Number one, outdoor sports. Of course, if you're out and about, if you're out in the elements, heat's going to affect you a lot more. Endurance athletes, which tends to kind of go hand in hand with outdoor athletes. But I wanted to say outdoor athletes as a collective because there are much more sports than just endurance sports that are done outside as well. And then we got obviously weight making sports. If we're thinking, why are weight making sports considered heat risk? It's because you are doing restrictive dieting practices, restricting certain aspects of your lifestyle, doing kind of uh, compensatory activities like dehydration, that sort of stuff potentially. You know, a lot of athletes are doing that kind of stuff even though they shouldn't be. And that places obviously a bigger demand on your body and therefore you are more likely to be affected by heat. That's what it comes down to. Weight making sports when done incorrectly can place someone in a risk factor for extra heat issues because you're already doing things that are affecting the physiological or pushing, so to speak, the physiological boundaries of your human body. So that's kind of the main ones. Now, outdoor sports, just want to clarify, we're talking things like, you know, soccer as well, footy, that sort of stuff, team sports that are, that are uh, you're competing outside. If you're like a basketball player, you're like, yeah, no, nah, they keep, you know, they keep it nice and cool inside my stadium. Well, what about when you're training? You know, are you, are you running on the road when you're training? Are you going outside and running tracks? You know, what are you doing for training wise? You've got to consider these things as well. And also not all basketball stadiums are, you know, thermoregulated, if you want to use that word, if we want to keep, keep being scientific about it. You know, you, there's some stadiums where they just use a big, big fan or they don't even have the fan on and it does get hot, okay? It does get hot, trust me, from experience. So that's kind of the sports that are most affected by, by heat stress and by the impact of heat on the human body. So now with that said, with now understanding the basics of how heat does impact you, like I said, I could slash that out more. So if you're really, really wondering, you're really kind of still gonna try and get your head around it, you know, reach out to me, we'll have more of a chat. I just didn't wanna go, for every single detail of how heat affects you, because obviously that could be a long episode that you don't want to listen to. But just understand that it does impact your body through the, through the ways that we talked about, through cardiovascular demand and through the regulation of cooling and through the muscular contraction not being there. Therefore, this all affects your performance. And also, I should say, it does also impact your risk of dehydration. That was the top of my head and I did forget to say it. It does impact your risk of dehydration which as you would know, as you should know, is a very dangerous situation. And it's saying that's definitely going to impact how well you perform. So you want to be avoiding that. And heat can lead to dehydration a lot more quickly. That's why I tell all my athletes, uh, you know, summer's coming up, make sure that fluid is on point. So anyway, let's get into the tips. Okay, I'm going to share five tips with you today, five nutrition tips for this summer, but they can also be use whenever because it's always important especially if you're in australia where even during winter you can have relatively hot days but not that much so tip number one okay number one that you want to be focusing on and this is a key factor that every athlete needs to be doing no matter where you are training no matter what sports you're doing no matter how much heat affects you personally you need to do this during summer especially and that's maintaining overall hydration as a number one priority if you can maintain your hydration levels you will minimize the biggest impact that he can have, which is through the depletion of your hydrogen stores, hydration stores, sorry, depletion of just being a hydrated person, essentially causing you dehydration. You're going to be avoiding the key factor that's going to cause detrimental performance, which is dehydration. So maintain overall hydration as a number one priority in hot environments. I see this time and time again when, for example, tennis athletes. Okay, tennis players, they'll play competition level things where they play a game, rest a couple of hours, play a game, rest a couple of hours, play a game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're doing this in the heat of the summer. And because of that, 
they are very much at risk of being dehydrated. So one of the biggest things that they can do, for example, is maintain hydration through that. Beyond you know how much carbs you're having, this, 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 those things matter, but maintaining hydration is going to at least give you the best possible chance of diminishing the impact that heat will have on your performance. So yeah, tip number one is maintain overall hydration as a number one priority. Tip number two is consider the use of slushies to get in your fluids and your fuel. So this is a very much a like a sports dietitian strategy that we that we use quite often. It's 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 very common. Okay, it's not like you know innovative or anything like that. But essentially, it's a case of you can actually help regulate your body's inner temperature by consuming things that are super super cold. Okay, so making your drinks, making your Gatorade, making all these things that you're using to hydrate yourself into slushies or into very very cool liquids can actually help you during the summer. So you can make your favorite drink that you consume during your game into a slushy and consume that instead and that's going to cool you down, okay? Just the same way as if you were to use like cooling towels and all this sort of stuff, ice bags, all this sort of stuff, but they're not nutrition related technically, so I didn't want to share that as a nutrition tip because it really wouldn't be relevant. But yeah, slushies is a great way to do that. So make your drink into like an icy slushy, whatever you call it in your country, and use that to cool yourself. That's tip number two. Tip number three is maintain adequate carb intake. So people tend to go, oh, it's hot. Okay, I gotta, I gotta drink. And they drink and drink and drink, but they forget that at the end of the day, carbs are your primary fuel. You need enough carbs to fuel your performance. Especially when heat stress can cause diminished performance, you wanna make sure that carbs are on point because you do not want to be slipping with your carbs and then affected by the heat and then you don't even have enough reserves of energy and then you just need a shit show in the, in the end anyway. So you maintain adequate carb intake throughout summer still. Keep it light if you need to, if you can't exercise on a heavy stomach, especially when it's hot. So keep it light, but get your carbs in, in some way or form, shape or form. So yeah, that's tip number three. Tip number four is replenish your electrolytes through sports drinks or something of that nature. So during summer, it's hot. As I keep mentioning, as you know, it's hot and therefore you sweat more. That's how our body thermoregulates. It sweats gets rid of the heat. And because of that, you want to be replenishing the losses, which is going to be a lot of sodium, okay? Salt, you're losing a lot of salt in your in your sweat. And because of that, you need to replenish that, you need to replenish those electrolytes in a sports drink is just a great way to do that. So consider the use of something like a sports drink to replenish your electrolytes, maintain that muscular function so you can maintain that performance during summer. It becomes especially important if you're a big sweater or if you sweat more naturally during summer, you're going to be very much at risk of sodium depletion. And that is not the situation you want to be as an athlete. So make sure you're replenishing your electrolytes through some kind of thing like a sports drink, Gatorade, Powerade, Staminade, or even if you have to use something just like a hydrolyte. But do something to replenish your electrolytes. And then that brings me to tip number five, which is more of an advanced tip and saying that I would honestly recommend that you do work with a sports dietitian to work on this with you in the trainer and all this sort of stuff. And that's the classic strategy of heat acclimatization. Heat acclimatization. Stuff that word up the first time. It happens. And that's gradual exposure to heat over a period of time so your body gets used to it. So the classic example of this is athletes who are going from a cooler country to a hotter country for like the Olympics. They want to acclimatize themselves as much as possible so they maybe they arrive in the country a couple of weeks earlier so they can train in that environment and that conditions and in 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 that climate and that can help acclimatize them to that heat. 
That's what that's about. But you can do that in your own backyard as well. If you just gradually expose yourself over a few days and just gradually get yourself used to it without pushing your physiological demand too much, obviously you've got to keep safety at the first and foremost forefront, okay? Keep it safe. But yeah, gradual exposure over heat over a period of time can help through the process of heat acclimatization, okay? So make sure that you're doing that or considering that if you're someone that's like an endurance athlete who's going to really be exposed to the elements and all this sort of stuff, you want to be doing that to some degree. But like I said, it can be an example of if you're going to compete somewhere else, although that may not be the case with the current situation in the world, but if you're going to compete somewhere else, you get there earlier, so you have two weeks to get used to it. Or it could just be that you gradually expose yourself now at the early summer until it gets to the peak of summer so you're ready to roll and it doesn't impact you as much. Just a bit of an advanced strategy, but keep in mind, I do highly recommend you do this with caution and that you do this with a sports dietitian if I, if possible, okay? So that's your five tips, okay? So I'm going to share them again. Okay, bam, bam, bam. Tip number one, maintain overall hydration as a number one priority. Tip number two, consider the use of a slushy to get in your fluids. Tip number three is maintain adequate carb intake. Tip number four, replenish electrolytes through a sports drink of something similar. And tip number five, consider the use of the strategy of heat acclimatization. That's your five tips, okay? That's your five nutrition tips for you as the athlete for this coming summer. Well, we're kind of our own summer. You know what I mean. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this and you're like somewhere completely different, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you are probably wondering, summer? That was like months ago. Yeah, this won't apply to you until that time. So you're probably hitting winter, smack bang, very cool winter with snow and all this sort of stuff. So for you, it probably isn't relevant. But if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, if you're in Australia like myself, if you're a fellow Aussie athlete, these tips can help you. So yeah, I hope they do. Let me know if you've got any questions about them. Reach out on the Climate Dietitian. Okay, just reach out there and let me know. Otherwise, I do hope you try some of these out. See if they help you and let me know. Now, of course, as always, I will say, if you do want me to work with you, okay, if you are interested in working with a sports dietitian, just reach out to me. There is there is uh, information in the description notes, okay, in the show notes below. There is information there for you about how you can reach me by email or even an application form. But yeah, we'll go from there. But until next time, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you next week as always. And yeah, keep on performing. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game elevate your nutrition game and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated. See ya.